Uh, if you turn your Bibles over to the Gospel of Matthew this morning, chapter 26. Matthew chapter 26. I want to speak on a subject this morning that continues on uh, with the series, Be Transformed series that I started as, uh, a while ago. And we covered different topics concerning uh, our health, not only spiritually, phys physically, emotionally, financially. We haven't covered emotionally yet, but financially, uh, setting goals, and, and a lot of different areas that will help us become better men and women of God. Help us become better people, actually, uh, in, in every aspect of life. And specifically, when, when we narrow it down, to our walk with the Lord. And so uh, those areas that we covered were meant to help us be healthier, to be, to be more productive as, as the people of God, to focus on more, more uh, accurately on what God desires to do in our life through these different areas. And, and so uh, this morning what I want to do is I'd like to speak on uh, being transformed in this series, managing your emotions, managing your emotions. How many have emotions here this morning? How many emotions, think about it, let me ask you the questions, have you experienced or did you experience just this morning making your way to church? How many different levels of emotions, different, different aspects of your emotional uh, uh, being uh, were, were at play here this morning? And the other question we can ask were, how did they impact your life? Were they uh, impacting your life in a negative way or were they impacting your life in a positive way? You see, emotions this morning have a, 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 a spectrum of... of uh, effects that take place in our lives, and we need to learn as human beings, number one, whether you're saved or not here today, how to handle your emotions, you know, how, to, how to, to make sure that you're managing them in a correct way, and especially us as Christian believers, we need to learn to manage our emotions. Scientists say that emotions are released from our brains in response to things that are happening around us at any given time. And so they are, are part of our intellect and they're part of who we are as uh, people, as human beings. And we react to those things in different ways throughout the day. Everyone here, once again, has to deal with varying types of emotions. And for some, those emotions have a way of managing you rather than you managing them. And for some, there are those who emotions cause them to say and do things that otherwise they wouldn't be done or said. There are emotions that motivate us forward, emotions that cause us to be better as Christians and as human beings, and then there are emotions that will hold us back as Christians, from what God, want us, God wants us to do in our destiny. Emotions, several, but just a few. Anger, joy, anxiety, jealousy, sadness, fear, love, and on and on. Emotions that we all experience. I read a quote 
that said, your emotions are the slaves to your thoughts, and you become the slaves to your emotions. And we have to be careful that that doesn't play out to our lives, that we don't become in, uh, in bondage to those emotions that are negatively uh, taking place in our life to impact us, to cause us to be imprisoned by them, to cause us to be enslaved by them. Because when that happens, we will miss out on the best that God has for us. We will miss out on the best relationships that God wants us to have, whether in our marriage or in our friendships or in our relationships here at church. Well, sometimes emotions can be confusing. Wow, how do I deal with this? How how am I supposed to react to this? They're a part of who we are. They're a part of who God created us to be. So because that's the case, how many know we might as well learn how to deal with them? We might as well learn how to manage them while we're here on this earth. In Matthew chapter 26, we read about an example of Jesus and how he had to deal with his emotions and the emotions that he experienced, starting with verse 36, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. It says, Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, And he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. And then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. So stay here and keep watch with me. You can sense the emotion coming out of Jesus as he spoke these words, the emotions of that he was sensing and feeling because he knew what he was going to have to face in the coming hours in his life. You can sense the emotion of being overwhelmed. Have you ever felt like you were overwhelmed? Some of you are here this morning and and you're sensing an overwhelming of, of an emotion in your life that's distracting you, that's worrying you, that's causing you to, to, to feel like you don't know what you're going to do. And it's what Jesus was sensing. He was God in the flesh. Think about that. God in the flesh, yet God allowed him to experience everything without sin, but everything that you and I will experience here on this earth. And Jesus never allowed his emotions to control him or to keep him from his destiny. And you and I know people, family, friends, loved ones, who have allowed their emotions to keep them from doing the will of God or to keep them from the best that God had for their lives simply because of uncontrolled and unmanaged emotions. And so if we're going to learn to manage our emotions, we need to find out, number one, where they came from. What is the origin of our emotions? Well, some folks say, well, you know, I'm emotional, or he's emotional, just like his mother was a big crybaby, he's a big crybaby too. Because she was an emotional wreck, he's an em- she's an emotional wreck. Because his father... 
was, was, had a bad temper, well, you know what? He's got the bad temper, and that emotion in him came from him. But we need to understand, in reality, our emotions come from God. Let that sink in. God is an emotional God. We saw that play out in the scripture I just read. And there are so many scriptures in the Word of God that describe God's emotion. So many scriptures in the New Testament that describe our Lord Jesus Christ and his emotions that he had throughout his life here on this earth. And they all originated, the genesis of those emotions was from God the Father. Because God the Father feels joy, grief, pain. He feels anger, hatred towards evil. And because God has emotions, we also have them. Because we were created, the Bible says, in his likeness and in his image in Genesis chapter 1 and in verse 26. And so everything that we are, that we sense and we feel, come from God. But here's the point, just because God has emotions. We can't say that our emotions are just like God's. Why? Because they're not. Because they're simply not. Even though God has emotions and we have emotions, our emotions are corrupted by what? Our sinful nature, aren't they? Our emotions, everything that God gave us became corrupted in the garden by Adam's fall. And our emotions are corrupted, our feelings and everything that go along with that are fallen and sinful emotions. God has no sin. His emotions are incorruptible. His emotions are perfect. So when we read about God's emotions, they are based uh, on his perfection, his, uh, his godliness, and his, his inability to have fault. And when we have to deal with emotions, we can't point our finger at God and say, God, you gave me these. God, you said you created me just like you, and so I'm feeling what you feel. No, you're feeling sinful. The, the, the sinful aspect of your emotions. There's a huge difference this morning between human anger and divine anger. Isn't that right? Human anger is unstable. We see it played out every day. It's selfish. It's biased. And it's too often out of control. How many of you have ever experienced human anger? And we all raise our hands. All of us. Proverbs 14, 29, people with understanding control their anger, but a hot temper shows great foolishness. How many have ever been foolish in our temper tantrums? I think we all have. My point proven. Because our anger is based on our sinful emotions. All of God's emotions are rooted in his righteous nature and expressed sinlessly. Our anger, I'm going to get back at you. You're going to make, I'm going to make you pay. Our anger is based on our sinful nature. God's anger is based on righteousness. God never has mood swings, people. <laughs> God never has a bad day. How many of you have ever had a bad day? Some of you might be having a bad day right now. 
But I'm going to pray that by the time you leave this place, your day is going to be a good day because you came into the presence of God. God's going to help you overcome whatever it is that may be causing you to have a bad day. God will never change his feeling towards us because he's never in a bad mood. How many know when you're angry at someone, you can love them one day and hate them the next? That's our fallen nature. That's our sinful nature and emotions at work. God, even though we deny him, we, we hurt him, and we do all kinds of things to, do, to, to cause problems, he always still loves us. He always, he hates the sin, but he loves us. And so God is the genesis, is the root and the origin of our emotions. We need to know that because God gave us them, it's a gift. He's given us the, that, those abilities to be able to experience life. And he's given us those emotions so that when, when there's joy, we can experience joy. When, when there's happiness and when there's success, we can experience those feelings, those emotions that are there in our lives. They're the things that make us human as opposed to robots or artificial intelligence. Such a big thing nowadays, artificial intelligence. Trying to, to manipulate and to imitate human emotion. And, and you know, I mean, you have your, 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 your phone there, and all you got to do is go to the emojis. There's my emoji, my emotion for the day anger, you know, tears, and whatever else is out there. I, I, I don't really use them. I think they're mostly for girls, but I, I, I don't know. But, you know, anyway, <laughs> they're there, and, 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 and you express yourself through those different ways. But they're a gift from God. Our emotions are a gift from God. Cause us to feel certain ways. Feeling joy at a birth. Somebody has a baby. Praise God, we're excited. Amen. It's the emotion of joy. And then there's a roller coaster of the grief and the sadness of a person who dies and of a loved one. And that's the emotion that God has given to us to feel and to express. That's the way he created us, to be able to have those emotions, but yet to be able to handle them according to God's word so that they don't cause us to, to, to miss the will of God or cause us to lose out on God's blessing in our life or to hurt someone else because of mishandling those emotions that God gave us. Two extremes that we need to avoid when it comes to our emotions, and number one is the obvious one, emotionalism. Say that with me, emotionalism. What is that? Well, that's when we say all that matters is how I feel right now, and it's the only thing that matters. That's emotionalism. If it feels right, then it must be right. You ever been there? Emotionalism. I don't care what the facts say. I don't care what people, I don't, I don't care what's going on. I feel this, and this is what I'm going to do, because this is what I feel. It's emotionalism. And for some, the goal in life becomes what feels good, then I'm going to do it. If it doesn't feel good, then I'm not going to do it. 
That's emotionalism. People are bound by emotionalism, making decisions on how they feel rather than what's right or what God's Word says. Why is that so important? Because how many know our feelings and our emotions are often unreliable? Isn't that true? They're unreliable, and they get us in trouble. Have you ever had your feelings get you in trouble? Your emotions, have you ever had them get you in trouble? I think we all have at one point in time, especially as teenagers. Remember those days? Some of you have to go way back. And some just around the corner. Your feelings, your emotions, those things that you, 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 you did because you felt it was right or it, it felt good. And you ended up embarrassing yourself, ended up making a fool out of yourself, and you ended up getting in trouble. Shouldn't have took that car. Felt good, but you shouldn't have done it. Shouldn't have robbed that store, took that, those clothes, or whatever the case might be. Felt good, but you shouldn't have done it. Emotions, unreliable, and causes problems. I read about a little boy, eight-year-old boy, who saved his sister's life. She was six, year old, six years old, and she started choking on a, hard, a piece of hard candy. So the little boy noticed that uh, she wasn't breathing, and he gave her the Heimlich maneuver that he learned on TV and uh, basically saved her life as she started breathing. And so after that, a week later, he and his sister weren't getting along too well, and a reporter was going to come and do an interview of how he saved her life. And the headline in the paper said, because he and his sister started to fight and argue about other things, and after the interviewer came and, and, and got the article set up and interviewed the little boy, here's what the headline in the paper read. Boy 8 saves sister's life. But then the second headline underneath the quote quoted the little boy saying, I wouldn't do it again because she's been a pain this week. <laughs> I mean, emotions can get you on a roller coaster. One day you do what's right, and the next day you're dumb. And the next day we do the wrong thing. Emotions can cloud our judgment, cause us to make the wrong move, and many times go against the direction of God's will for our lives. And I've seen it happen too, too many times. People making emotional decisions based on feelings rather than on fact. Psalms or Proverbs chapter 25 and verse 28 says, Like an open city with no defenses is the man or woman with no check on their feelings. In other words, when our feelings go unchecked, our emotions go unchecked, when we just go by the seat of our pants and say things and do things based on how we feel, the Bible says we're without defense, that we are open, defenseless to all kinds of strategies of hell, all kinds of foolishness and thoughts and actions in our life because there's no defense system there. Because we're living based on 
if it feels good. Emotionalism. Ever gotten in debt due to buying something based on emotions? You ever buy something because you felt you needed it? You had to have it? Salesmen and advertisers, they understand emotional purchasing. They're trained in doing that. They have a quote that says, sell the sizzle, not the steak. You know what I mean? You know what that is? When you see the commercial, this will make you feel a hundred years younger. Buy this and you will feel better. Buy this, use this stuff, and all the girls will come around you. You bathe in it. Eat this, use this, and you will be a size zero in next in two weeks. Sell the sizzle, not the steak. Emotions, emotionalism. We're all susceptible to that, and we all have to be careful when it comes to that. Then there's the other aspect of emotional uh, uh, dominance in our lives and going by that and feelings, and that's indifference, emotional indifference. What is that? I could care less, man. I could care less if you love me or not. I could care less if you, 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 you like me or not. Indifference. Feelings aren't important at all. Take it or leave it. You could hear a, a sermon dealing with, with what's going on in your life, and you're sitting there, and you're indifferent to it, and you put up this wall, and the Holy Spirit's convicting, and boom, boom, and you know what? It don't bother me at all. Indifference is just as harmful as emotionalism. Because these are the two extremes that we have to be careful of. In Hebrews chapter 2, verse 3, the writer of Hebrews gives us understanding about the danger of indifference. How shall we, you and I, escape if we are indifferent to a salvation as great as that now offered to us. This after having first of all been announced by the Lord himself, had its truth made sure to us by those who heard him. You see, when we get an attitude and we start coming to church with an attitude of indifference, that, well, you know, I know what they're saying, but it's not for me. Or, you know, that, that's, that's, that doesn't apply or whatever the case might be. We're indifferent to people who are hurting, people who are lost, people who, who need a, a savior. And we become hardened and calloused in our faith. The word of God speaks to us and says, how can we escape from the consequences of that type of indifference. When we've heard the truth and we've been told the truth of the gospel, God help us that we don't allow an attitude of indifference to start to, to take root in our life when it comes to the things of God, when it comes to helping people, when it comes to serving people. I think about Esau. 
Esau forfeited his birthright for a pot of beans, pottage, because he was indifferent to his inheritance, the greatest thing that God had prepared for him. Could care less. Ah, what difference does it make? It's only an inheritance, and I'm hungry. His immediate appetite, his carnality caused him to be indifferent to what God had for him. God spare us if we fall into that attitude of indifference. I think of Judas, who sold out Jesus for 30 pieces of silver because he was indifferent to the miracles that he saw, the word of God that Jesus spoke to him. He became indifferent and by, because of greed sold out his Savior. Indifference. Romans 11, verse 7. What then? Israel failed to obtain what it was seeking, that is, God's favor, by obedience to the law. But the elect, those chosen few, obtained it, while the rest of them became hardened and callously indifferent. That's from the Amplified Bible. Callously indifferent. When we become indifferent to the things of God, to the conviction of the Holy Spirit, to the Word of God, there's a callous that begins to grow around our heart. Remember the scripture says that God has removed a heart of stone and replaced it with a heart of flesh. That's when we are born again. That's when, when, when now we take on uh, the, the image and likeness of God. And we can become sensitive to the Spirit of God and conviction of God. But when we become indifferent uh, and, yeah, hey, church doesn't matter. What's the big deal coming to church? No, it's just a church service. We become indifferent to the things of God. There's a callus that begins to grow. You ever have calluses on your hands? I don't know about the new generation, but I know the old generation <laughs> has calluses in their hands. The new generation has calluses on their fingertips. <laughs> I love the new generation. Come on now. It's what happens to your heart when you become indifferent. Many Christians fall into one of these two categories. Emotionalism and indifference. Managing how do I do that? How do I manage my emotions? Sometimes it can be very misleading, as I said. It can disorient us. And we can take them for, for as real. Because what I'm feeling right now, this is real. What, I, what, what I'm sensing right now, I, this is real. And we go by our feelings. I read about plane crash that took place in 2021. It was caused by the pilot losing control of his aircraft during a climb. Because he was disoriented, he got into the clouds, and after a while, a few minutes of turning and, 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 and banking, he felt he was turning his plane up when he was going full speed into the ocean. Nose down. And it's the same thing if we don't learn to manage our emotions, they will cause us to go into a nosedive. Because when you get into that cloud of, of feelings and that cloud of emotions, that cloud 
of, of hardships, of struggles, of disappointments, the clouds that many times we go through in life if we're not careful, because these pilots need to learn to, 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 to pilot that plane by their instrument, no matter what they feel. And when they stop doing flying by their instruments, that's when they're in trouble. You and I have an instrument that's called the Word of God. And it's the Word of God that keeps us on the right direction, nose up rather than nose down. And it's so important that we learn this morning. Proverbs 14:12 says there's a way that seems right to a man but the end leads to death or destruction. And those emotions might feel right, they might feel good even, they might feel like this is the way it is, but you better justify it through the word of God. Why? Because I don't want my life to be manipulated. How many know when you live by emotions, people can manipulate you? You ever been manipulated? I have. In fact, I was partly manipulated yesterday. How? There's good manipulation and there's bad manipulation. I have kids and grandkids. And I know when they're manipulating me. And they think they're pulling one over on grandpa or dad. I let them manipulate me. And that's okay, because we both are gratified by that, and no harm, no foul. But then, there's our old nature that wants to manipulate us. Let me know that's true. And that old nature wants to start to bring up old feelings and old emotions, especially when you see someone you shouldn't be around. Especially when you go someplace you shouldn't be. Especially when you start looking at something you shouldn't be looking at. Those, that old nature, and the devil loves to stir up the old nature, doesn't he? And those emotions and those feelings will cause us to begin to go into the wrong direction. That's how, why I need to learn to manage my emotions so that I'm not being manipulated by the enemy. Proverbs 25, 28 says, A person without self-control is as a defenseless city with broken down walls. And we've read that one already. Satan's favorite tool is negative emotions. You ever felt negatively about yourself? Didn't like yourself? It's tragedy. So many, so many people today are looking to... to for someone to love them, someone to care about them because they don't care about themselves. And the, the enemy causes them to feel inferior and negative about who they are or what they are. Someone said, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. You know, this morning, the devil is a liar. And when people want to make you feel bad, when people want to make you feel inferior because you're a child of God or because you read your Bible or because you say you're born again or you speak in tongues or you're a Christian, you need to turn to the Word of God and let God begin to build you up. See what God says about you. See what God's Word has to say about who you are and how He created you. Forget about what people say. Don't listen to the lies of the devil. 
We need to manage our emotions because I want to please God. As our music team makes their way up, our worship team. This morning, the reasons why we need to manage our emotions is because I want to please God in my life. And many times it's my emotions, my feelings, when I act upon them, that cause me to disrespect God or to disobey God. God can't be God in my life if my emotions are ruling my life. When my emotions are running me, when my, I'm living my life on my, based on my feelings, then God's not in control. My emotions are in control. My feelings are in control. And I become, as the quote said, in bondage to those emotions. Romans 8, Paul says it perfectly. In verse 6, to be controlled by human nature results in death. To be controlled by the Spirit results in life and peace. Those who obey their human nature cannot please God. I want to manage my emotions. I don't want my carnal nature, my feelings, those fallen feelings, those fallen emotions... Yes, God gave them to me, but they are not righteous. They are unrighteous. And I need to know that by the word of God. I need to look at my compass, my, my word, to let me know these are not right. And you shouldn't be feeling this or you shouldn't be uh, acting like this. And then because I want to succeed in life, I need to manage my emotions. I want to be successful. I want to be a successful man of God. You want to be a successful woman of God. You want to be a successful Christian. Then learn to manage your emotions and your feelings. Because your EQ, emotional quotient, is uh, more important and determines your success more so than your IQ, your intelligent quotient. Because I've seen some very smart people do some stupid things. I've seen some, some very, very intelligent people because they're emotional, based on emotions, react emotionally, and step out of the will of God. Waste their life because they only did what they felt. When you give your heart to Jesus, this morning, if you're not saved, let's bow our heads for a few moments this morning.